Well, the nonsense is continuing, but I think we're starting to see which teams are actually good and which teams aren't. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Booth Review. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by my brother from another mother, Mr. Blake Ivy. What is going on, man? Man, I am loving the weather. Oh, we, man. Listen, especially for two big guys that live in the South, like, it, we can stop sweating. Like, well. we're, <laughs> you're, well, I mean, just like, you know, walking around outside doing nothing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, if you're if you're doing something strenuous, we're still going to sweat because we're still big boys. But, you know, we, we don't have to just wake up sweating because yeah, it's not, yeah. you know, we're under the 80s. Yeah. So it's Finally just. Finally feels like fall. It's great. It's great. Loving it. The weather's good. <laughs> hey, the football here, this was a great sports weekend in Atlanta. It was. The Braves swept the Mets to take a division lead for the first time all season which yeah. is incredible. Um, and then uh, Georgia whew, squeaked out a win against Mizzou. You want, you, want to talk, um, you want to talk about sweating? Yeah. A yeah. lot of fans yeah. were sweating that day. That was a lot of sweat. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then you've got the Dirty Birds of Atlanta conquering just left and right. And uh, <laughs> one, one against Cleveland and that. Uh, vaunted defense and offensive line were able to overcome it and get a win. So yeah, yeah. this is a good weekend down here, man. Yeah, it's I mean listen, it's always a good week when uh when both our teams get a win. Yeah. I'm not feeling super confident about my team taking yeah. uh taking it down to the final seconds of overtime against the Bailey Zap led uh New England <laughs> Patriots. But you know, it is what it is. Win is a yeah. win. It wasn't pretty, but we got we got the job done. That's what matters in the end. It's true. It's true. It was a good. Uh, it was a pretty good weekend of football. What What's funny is that we disagreed on so many games. We disagreed on six games, and uh, it happened exactly like I said it would happen, Don't. which is we. It all just canceled each other out. We just. I got three right. You got three right. So we uh, just we, we stay with me leading two games, which feels great. That, Love it. We just. Continue to know nothing. I think that's what it is. We hey, we, hey, we, know, hey. we know nothing. I mean, the rest of the media knows nothing. Also, uh, I feel but... good about it though, man. Like like the ones that we disagreed on were were mostly close games. You know, like Houston came back and like woke up the second half. Like they just slept. It's like they for, hit snooze too many times on their alarm clock and then woke up <laughs> for the second half. And then um, the who else was it? You had the the Falcons and the Bills Ravens game that was super close. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the the Packers Patriots game. I, I think that I think that there's just way more parity in the league this yeah. year. Like we're not yeah. we're not seeing anybody just dominant, and there it's not even like like it really feels like this year anybody can beat anybody any yes. week. Yeah, and I haven't felt like that in a while either. So. Yeah, and and that and that makes for for fun football. I mean, that's that's honestly what I love to see the most in any sport. I mean, dynasties are great if you're a fan of them, but I, as a sports fan, hate dynasties because it takes the fun out of sports. That's that's kind of been my problem for most of the last decade with the NBA is that you've had mm-hmm. like the Golden State Warriors or whatever team LeBron's on, and that's right. it. Like nobody else really has a chance, uh, and it's changed. 
a little bit over the last couple of years. You had the Raptors get in there. Um, but like, and, and the, 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 the Bucks. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't like seeing that. And that's what we had for so long with the Brady led Patriots. Um, and, yeah. and now it really does feel as if, Almost any team has has a shot. I mean, there's probably I would say there's probably like eight teams, maybe eight to ten teams that you could say realistically don't have a shot at, at winning a Super Bowl this year. But I think the rest, are, a couple things go their way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's been good, man. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of good football, who is your best of the booth? All right, my best of the booth this week. You're gonna be proud of me. I'm uh, okay. I'm going defense for both, Ooh. both best of the booth and under review. I think oh, wow. most people can probably guess my under under review will be. We'll get there in a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> just hang tight and wait for it. Yeah. But my best of the booth this week has to go to the San Francisco defense. Last night, Monday Night Football, yeah, killed it against what presumably should be a good offense uh, yeah. for that Los Angeles Rams team. San Francisco straight up dominated the reigning Super Bowl champs on Monday night in large part due to the fantastic play from their defense. They had seven total sacks from five different guys. Five different guys getting back there, knocking Stafford on the ground. Seven total sacks, nine tackles for a loss, 11 total quarterback hits, and a pick six. They made life incredibly difficult for Stafford and the boys. And this has been the best defense in football through four weeks. They're tied with the Bills for yards allowed, only allowing an incredible 234.5 yards per game, which is ridiculous, uh, while only giving up 11.5 points per game. 11.5 points. And one of those games was 19 to the Bears in that weird, like, monsoon weather game. But other than that, yeah, it's been, everybody's been, like, around 11. It's crazy. And, and, And honestly... Honorable mention for Monday night. I I did think about getting giving this guy best of the booth, Debo Samuel, who Ooh. had a, oh, a ridiculous fifty seven yard touchdown reception. If you haven't seen the clip, go watch it. A lot of fun. That guy that guy is a lot of fun to watch playing football. Yeah. Um, and if if that offense can get clicking with Jimmy G back at the helm, I mean pair that with the stellar defense. I think you could have been on something picking this team. Uh, I mean they 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 could be quite the spicy team. Listen, I'm feeling pretty good about my NFC Super Bowl or NFC Championship pick, which is Eagles 49ers. Yeah. I'm feeling real good yeah. about that. Yeah. Real good. Um, oh, well, we just – do you see that? Aaron Judge leads off the game versus the Rangers. Is that Your number Rangers, 62? 62. Hey! Hey! I've right been watching like – I've been watching like every uh, at-bat of his for like the last couple of days because I know that it's got to be coming. And this is, I mean, this very special moment because honestly, in my opinion, 61 is the real uh, record, mainly because of steroids. Uh, And Mm. I get that you can't take that error away from baseball. I understand that. Uh, And it was super fun as a kid to watch. But what Aaron Judge has done this year has been phenomenal. Hats off to him. Amazing career. And very similar to, to... Lamar Jackson this year being a contract year for Lamar and betting on himself. Aaron Judge did the same thing. He bet on cool. himself before the season. He turned down contracts with extensions with the Yankees. He will be a free agent after this year, and he's going to make absolute bank hitting 62 homers in a contract year. Dumb. Amazing job. 
Gonna go, gonna go to the Dodgers and just get bankrolled. Yeah, honorary best of the booth right there. Best of the booth. Yeah. Not even playing in the NFL. Best of the booth to Aaron Judge. Sixty-two home runs. Well done, young man. Well done. Hey, they've got they've got booths in baseball too. You know, <laughs> up, up in the broadcast booth. You know, yeah. viewing it from up there. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I'm with you though. San Francisco's defense was wire to wire, just unbelievable yeah. in that game on Monday night. Just obliterated the Rams um for my best of the booth I went you had a fun one I did uh so I went with and it might not be fun to everybody but it was fun to me because I did I did some uh some deep dive research here this week in the NFL we often talk about how the running game is dead the running game was not dead this week we had yeah. nine rushers go for over 100 yards. Rashad Penny had 151. Saquon had 146. Josh Jacobs had 144. Miles Sanders had 134. Damian Pierce had 131. All of the top five leading rushers this week had over 130 yards. Yeah, Ridiculous. Ridiculous numbers. So I thought, hey, I wonder when the last time the NFL had nine people rush for over a hundred yards in the same week. Do you have any guesses? Cool. Nine people over a hundred yards. Was that, that was the nine people over a hundred yards. It's not like, don't worry. It's not like I mean, the seven. Like, it, I didn't it, go that. It far, had, right? I mean, I would guess that it would probably be like at least five to 10 years. Uh, okay, so now this sounds a lot less impressive. Uh, no, it's not nearly that long ago, okay. but it was, it didn't happen at all last year. I mean, not, that, that not sounds a single right. yeah. time did it happen last year, and then it happened, uh, it happened in week six of 2020. Okay. So, not at all last year, and almost so two years, an entire year. Yeah. So, almost two entire years since we've seen this happen in the NFL, which is it's pretty crazy. Like, obviously, yeah. it's not like five, ten years, but like. That's pretty crazy that we haven't seen nine players, and and I included running or uh, quarterbacks in this too, because I, I think that um, two years ago, I think one of those hundred yard rushers was actually Lamar Jackson. Probably. Um, and 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 I'll I'll give you another piece of of trivia for this. If you've got two guesses, I mean not two guesses, but uh, yeah, I'll give you two guesses. There were two players that were on that top nine rushing two years ago, and. Top nine this week. I'll give you the full list this week. You got oh. Rashad Penny, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, uh, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Those are your nine. Oh, and I get to pick two. So two um, of them also ran for a hundred yards the last time, or or more, the last time. Well, nine Chubb, rushers ran for over. Chubb or Henry would be the easy picks. Uh, it could be Saquon. I think I'm trying to remember when Saquon was last, like actually healthy. Cause I know he missed most of last year, if not all of last year. I thought he missed some of 2020 also. Oh man. I, I mean, I'm just going to say I'm for the sake of time, Chubb and Henry, those would be, those would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, what's weird is I didn't see Chubb on the list at all. I don't know if it was a bye week wow, okay. or if it was, uh, if you know, maybe he was the bye week. That's not fair. I, I get another yeah. guess. If it was a bye week. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I, I would I say look uh, the bye weeks. If, all right, so, so, so let me pick a third one then. I would say okay. I would say Aaron Jones. 
Uh, it was not. Okay. It was actually Miles Sanders. Okay. And the other one you did get right, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry and Miles Sanders. Interestingly enough, the lead rusher that week was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who this week got 92 yards, just sitting just outside right. this right. club of rushing for over 100 yards. So, which is just crazy that that you know that those two, and especially to pick Miles Sanders. Like I would not have guessed that Miles Sanders would have been one of those on the list, but. Um, I, I definitely, I just thought it was an interesting thing to see that in this league where we say, you know, like the running back position is, it's all running back by committee or, or just that teams don't run the ball nearly as much as they right. used to, which is also true, um, to see guys that were rushing for over 130 yards this year, I mean this week, and, and that, that hasn't happened in nearly two years, I right. thought was notable. Uh, so hats off, best of the booth to those top 10 running backs or top nine running backs. We can say top 10. Clyde Edwards yeah. can sneak in just because he's top 10. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's that's just incredible week of running the football uh, in the league. So Yeah, and you and you posted something in the Discord earlier about, uh, like, this is the lowest year for a running back one in fantasy. What was that stat that you posted in there? Yeah, I saw somebody, and, and you know, my bad for forgetting, but I, I posted in the Discord. But somebody on Twitter said that uh, this is the lowest a top, the top running back has ever scored in fantasy points to this point this year. So yeah, I got it. I got um, it. Saquon right Barkley. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Saquon Barkley's A6 fantasy points is the lowest for an overall running back one through the first four weeks of a season since 1997, <clears throat> which uh, I. You know, you you posted that and said the decline of the running back position, except for this week, uh, and and I do think that I do think that a lot of that is the uptick in committees. I do think that uh, more teams are going to a running back by committee type type rushing attack, which which is fine. I mean, it saves guys, I mean, the, it, the, it, that, it keeps guys that's healthy. Like the last couple years, like that really, is true. The, that the is first true. Team to really do that um, that I remember. And and that really started the trend was when the Panthers had D'Angelo Williams and I cannot for the life Talbert. of me. I thought Talbert. About, Mike was Talbert. it was it Talbert? I think okay. it was, yeah. That they had those two guys. I want to say there was another guy. Um, but it it was that was the first time you really started to see, and I started to see people bring up the idea of like doing handcuff running backs in fantasy right. leagues. And like maybe you just like have have like, can we do just like the running backs for the Panthers? Can we just draft that position? Right. Um, you know, and 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 now you do see it so much more as this running back by committee. But I mean, I feel like it wasn't really that big of a thing before the Panthers did it with. Yeah, but that uh, was like, guys. I mean, you're looking at like, like roughly ten years ago that that, that the Panthers started doing that. So so really, I mean, over the last ten years, it's just elevated more and more and more teams doing it. Um and again, Jonathan Stewart. That was the one Stewart, I was Stewart, that's the one. Okay. Well Tolbert was yeah. with the Panthers at one point. I do remember. He was, that. yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that happening too, but I mean that was Yeah, those two guys were were ridiculous. Right. Together. Yeah, I mean so, I just I just think especially over the last I would say like five years, that's what teams have been going to is is going with the committee. You'll still have a standout guy every now and again, such as a Derrick Henry or a Nick Chubb or a Saquon Barkley. But even Nick Chubb and, and I listen, I thought very much about uh about 
putting Stefanski under review for the lack of usage of Nick Chubb on the goal line in that game. Uh, I don't know how much you how much you saw of him doing that against the Falcons, but there was at least no, all of it. there was at I least there was at least one drive that I saw in particular where it's first and goal. It's first and goal from like the five, and you're you're going to Kareem Hunt, and not only like not only was Kareem Hunt in the game, but they handed it off to Kareem Hunt on first and goal and second and goal back-to-back plays and don't get me wrong like Kareem Hunt is a perfectly fine running back but you have Nick Chubb who is averaging through in his career like five yards in a, per attempt what are you yeah. doing on the goal line his, not giving it off to that guy his average Sunday was 6.2 yards per what attempt. are you doing not giving it off to that guy yeah, and then I, I want I want to say on third down there was a penalty or uh, or a sack or something um so it they so they went backwards but like yeah I don't, I don't understand why you don't do that on the goal line. And I think that's just what, what coaches are doing now. They're just going to more committee, and, and they don't care about necessarily this guy is better. It's just it's more like saving his legs, and I, I don't yeah. know. I don't get it. I don't love it, but it's what it is. That's 2022 yeah. NFL. Yep. That's, that's the world we live in now. So let's move over to... Under review. Who you got under review this week? Under review, I have um, the entire Miami Dolphins organization. Um, <laughs> the way the way this Tua situation has been handled is is awful. Awful for Tua. Awful for the Dolphins. Awful for the NFL. Awful for the future of the NFL. I mean, I'm a guy with a Pretty, I mean, Devin can attest, and there obviously might be some bias here, but a, a pretty athletic child who's five years old and kind of an athletic freak yeah. for his age. And I have never even given him the option of playing football because I, th- because of what we saw happen with Tua. Like, yeah. this concussion issue to me is like, it's just not worth it that that these guys and and you see on top of that Antonio Brown and his antics that it really looks like there could be some head trauma there um you know I don't want to put that on the man but I mean I don't feel like it's a stretch to say that might be what it is right. um but it's just it was a bad it was a bad moment on on television like to see the way that hit impacted Tua like I mean I think that it's safe to say we were all worried. Like I've yeah. never seen a hit like that in the NFL. And, and and honestly like I know I remember from the old way the NFL handled concussions that it was really easy for players to lie their way out of it and say like and just know how to answer the questions in ways that that it was like because these guys are such competitors, which I understand. They were willing to be like, no, I'm fine. Let me go back out yeah, and, and play. Um, and, and so maybe that's what happened with Tua um, is that he was misleading the doctor. And again, I don't want to just put something on the guy, but like, I don't understand how after that hit he took last week and he got up and couldn't walk. Like, did you see it happen when it happened? Uh, I, I didn't see it live, but I saw I saw the clip. Yeah. Yeah. That like he gets up and then he like wobbles like he's clearly dizzy. Like that wasn't like, oh, my back hurts. That was like, don't have balance. Well, like, well, it's when everybody watching it knows automatically, oh, that's that's 100 percent some kind of head head injury. 
Yeah. Then obviously it's a freaking head injury. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, like, I, I don't even understand why you put him at risk at all, much less coming off of four days. Like, yeah. that happened on Sunday. Yes. And you're like, hey, we want you to play in a football game and have and get hit in the head because, like, you're almost certainly going to get hit at some level. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I've heard people say that the hit that he took this week would might have knocked him out anyway, and that could be entirely true. Like, it was right. a hard hit. Right. But I think it was just the combination. And, again, I, I don't want to point my fingers at, like, any one person in particular and say it was the coach or the – you know, the GM or the owner or the medical staff or the, or if it was Tua himself, but, but somewhere in all of that, you know, I, I hope that we get to see Tua play football again. And, and more importantly, I hope that this isn't something that impacts him for the rest of his life so that he could play right. one game of football. I mean, Whoa. like, football's great. We love it. We have an entire podcast that we dedicate two plus hours of our life to plus prep time every yeah, week yeah. that like we love the game of football, but it's not worth it, man. Like go sit down. If it if that's quarterback for my team, I care much more about you as a person. And like, right. I want you to have a, a good life, not just a good football career. Well, so, the, the, the guy that evaluated him uh, in that first game has been fired. Because yeah. of because of the findings of the NFL's investigations, uh, apparently he didn't follow the right protocol or something. Um, I don't know everything that's going I on, know, and, I, I and I don't think I don't think that, I don't think all the details. Like yeah, and I don't think all the details have been released, and I don't think all the details will ever be released. Um, right, because the NFL does have to be a thirty for thirty. Not. Right, and the NFL does have to save face, and and I get that, and whatever. Like, but. Yeah, I agree. You're 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 messing with with someone's life uh, when when you screw things up like this. And yeah. in 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 the violent game that is football, you can't afford to do that. You can't afford no. to do that. I don't care if it's a star player or not. Um, and honestly, it, I I think if protocol was followed properly, and unless Tua did everything perfectly, I don't think there's any way that he plays on that in that Thursday night game if protocol is followed properly. Uh, um, yeah. Because mm-hmm. like Rogers Rogers has gone through concussion protocol a handful of times throughout his career. And almost every time he misses the next game. And that we're not talking about a four day four day uh rest period. Yeah. We're talking about a full week. He misses the next game because yeah. of the protocol. Like you have to sit through it and you have to you have to follow so many things and do so many things properly um, to be able to play the next week. So I I think it's it's crazy how quickly he got back and then to take another hit that is, you know, just as bad and to watch, you know, the way he reacted, the way his body re- reacted to it. Um, yeah, I who knows if he plays again this year. Um, Mike, Mike McDaniel is is still saying that he's going to. Um, it took him what seemed like forever to finally come around and admit, hey, yeah, Tua is not playing this Sunday. Um, but we'll yeah. we'll see we'll see what happens. It's 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 definitely tough. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad he's okay. I like the, all the reports that say that you know he's got movement in his extremities. He's he's conscious. He's you know they were able to watch McGruber on the flight home, which I mean to me <laughs> shows that you're mentally stable. Like if you're if they're like, hey, let's watch McGruber. Then everything's probably all right. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe. 
But yeah, I, I just, I felt like it, you know, of all of the things that happened this weekend to me, that's probably the most egregious. Like it was just, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Well, Goober. if you, uh, if you want to talk egregious, yeah. Some team, oh, yeah. some team just gave up 48 points to an offense led by Geno Smith and Rashad Penny. Uh, and I don't know how you allow that to happen. Uh, I'm talking about the Detroit Lions defense. They're under review this week for me. Uh, under review. In total, the Detroit Lions had zero sacks. They had only three quarterback hits on 30 dropbacks. And they allowed 235 yards on the ground. In addition ooh, to ooh. in addition to the 320 yards that Geno Smith somehow had on them, I want to start off my little rant here by saying yeah. that Jared Goff might have just had his best game ever in the NFL, and certainly his best in in, in Detroit. The dude went 26 of 39 for 378 yards, four touchdowns, and just one pick. Incredible, incredible game from him and his tight end T.J. Hawkinson, who balled out on Sunday. And what an absolute shame that this defense couldn't stop anything. There is no reason why any team should be allowing 48 points to Geno and Rashad Penny. But this is where we're at with Detroit. The best scoring offense in the league happens to be paired with the worst scoring defense. Detroit oh. has given up an atrocious atro- uh, atrocious atrocious 445 yards per game. 445 yards per game and oh. and 35.3 points per game. That mm. is I, I talked earlier about San Francisco being the best defense in the league. That is 210 yards more that they're giving up and 24 more points per game. Oh. Just just imagine what life could be like as a Lions fan if this team had just I don't know an average defense. Give average. them a, a give them a mediocre defense, and this team probably probably is four and zero. That Philly yeah. game is tough because Philly has an excellent offense. They might still lose that game. I get that, but three and one absolutely they would be. Yeah, but they have an awful defense, and this was. The pinnacle of awfulness that this team has 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 reached all season, losing to yeah. the Seattle Seahawks, who you and I agree might be one of the worst teams in the league. Now, yeah. I do have to give credit to Geno Smith. Geno Smith is revitalizing his career out there. Absolutely. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know what kind of fountain of youth he has drank in Seattle, uh, because the guy's throwing for almost eighty percent completion percentage this year, which is outstanding. He's I wanna say he's at least top ten um in in, in fantasy points. It's amazing what he what he's able to do um for Seattle right now. But that defense in Seattle stinks, obviously, yeah. because they just allowed forty five points to the Detroit Lions. Which one of the better and and the Detroit Lions without DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown? Could you imagine what that score would have been like? And, if DJ, those two guys... and DJ Shark and oh, yeah. Jameson Williams, who hasn't played yet for them at all this year. <laughs> like this is an offense that could be ridiculous. Like this is a Super Bowl, and I never I didn't think I would ever say this about Jared Goff leading an offense, but this is an offense that is a Super Bowl contending offense. 
All you have yeah. to do is just play competent defense. What are mm. you doing? Garbage. Garbage. You're under-reviewed Detroit Lions defense. You're going to stay under-reviewed under until you learn how to stop anybody. Just stop somebody. Anybody. Anybody at all. Oh. Bueller. Bueller. It's frustrating, yeah, I, man. Is, is MCDC, is he supposed to be a defensive coach or is he an offensive coach? He has a defensive background. He was a defensive player, I believe. So I want to say that he probably leans more defensively, but I don't know if he necessarily has one background or the other, you know? Was he a D coordinator, though? I don't know. You're asking too many questions now. <laughs> well, well, I, I figured I would ask him the leader I should, of the, I should know. Of the, um, of the MCDC yeah, uh, yeah, that's, listen, fan club. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let me uh, love that man. Let me let me look look it up real quick. Shouldn't take long. Google's right here. Um, so Didn't you get he, MC tattooed on on one cheek he, and DC tattooed on the other. Cheek? Okay, listen, listen. <laughs> he started his career as a tight ends coach. Um, also, he's an offensive player. He was not a defensive player. He okay. played um, he played tailback and tight end. Um, but yeah, he started his his career as a tight ends coach. Um, and then moved to assistant head coach, and now he's head coach for the Lions. He was assistant head coach and tight ends coach um, for the Saints while uh, Sean okay. Payton was there. So, oh. I mean that awesome. that that might explain why the offense is so good if he was there yeah. under Sean Payton. That's crazy, but yeah, that defense is absolutely yeah pitiful. Yeah, just terrible. It's awful. Like. That looks worse than any Lions defense I've ever seen, which is saying a lot. Which is saying a lot. The a Lions lot. defense has been notoriously bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah, if you're putting up over 30 points a game, you should be winning most of your games. Absolutely. Like, this is this is the, the top offense in the league. Who expected that? That the Detroit Lions would have the top offense in the league. And, and yeah. the offense has been incredible. It's been a lot of fun to watch, but... Man, just stop something. Anything. Yeah. Terrible. And and yeah. I will I will say this. I will say to to back off my <laughs> rant aimed towards the defense, I will say this. Jared Goff technically is the reason, if you want to point to somebody, is he's he's the reason they lost. He gave up a pick six. You take away that pick six and they win that game. But the defense can stop somebody; they still win the game too. Yeah, I mean, they like, lost by three points. Yeah, and 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 they allowed forty-one other points. Yeah, like, right? You know, so it's like any of those other drives, yeah. if you had been able to make a stop. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, Goff Goff definitely atoned for his sins. I mean, he 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 made up for it with incredible play. Uh, and yeah. Well, speaking of quarterback performance. Uh, unless you had legit or counterfeit, I don't. Which, I yeah, don't. You, it's normally my job. I knew, uh, I knew, I knew you were on top of it, man. That's what listen, it was. Man, I, I am legit or counterfeit. That's me. <laughs> I am. I well, am I'm going counterfeit. Um, <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty counterfeit. Um, so, all right. This is this is the hottest. Maybe not the hottest of takes. It's a pretty hot take, though. This is a, a take that. Oh, are, uh, you, are you bringing Peter on the podcast? Peter, yeah, it sounds like it. Um, <laughs> but uh, here's what I want you to do: I want you to listen to the whole, the whole statement before you jump. Okay, I'll try. Okay, I'll try. 
legit or counterfeit, old quarterbacks in the league currently are no better than the youngest quarterbacks in the NFL. Here's here's Ooh. here's what my here's what I'm asking. Old quarterbacks right now are are looking old. You've got Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. I might even put Russell Wilson in this category, although he's a little young to be considered with those guys, I think. Uh, the young guys, I'm going to say Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Davis Mills. I have Justin Fields on here twice. So That's don't fair. Count That's fair, actually. Uh, Justin Fields, the runner, and Justin Fields, the thrower. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Kenny Pickett are are the the young QBs that I have listed. So I'm going quarterbacks in their first or second year. So I'm not giving anybody who – I'm not giving third-year quarterbacks. Kyler Murray doesn't get to come in here. Jalen Hurts doesn't get to come in here. I'm just talking the youngest – Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Pickett – Old guys, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, maybe in there as well. Yeah, what's the uh, what's the qualifier for for being old in the NFL? Uh, my personal opinion, because Russ Russ has been around for ten years. He was drafted. Should in, we, he was drafted in twenty twelve, I believe. So should we should we just say if they're older than me? Like, is that actually that's fair? <laughs> if you're older than me, Matt Ryan's 37. Uh, well, how old's Geno Smith? Because he he's 31, so he's he's clear uh, of the old of the old bar. I think Russ um, would also be clear. Is Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is technically old, 34. Okay, all if, right. If I'm if I'm the bar, uh, Russell Wilson, 33. So he hits it, and technically he's younger than me by. Six months. Okay. But I, I think we can just put him in the category of, of old guys. Okay. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's younger than me. How about Ryan Tannehill? Can we throw him in? He's 34. Ryan Tannehill gets thrown in the old guy category. Um, but. All right. So. Andy Dalton is 34? Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, he's a backup, so like I don't, I don't like put him in this conversation. Right, right, right. I, I feel the same way about Jacoby Brissett, even though he's also younger than me. Man, this is the uh, Make Blake Feel Old podcast. That's what this is. It's just let me see the fact that there's only five quarterbacks older than me in the whole league. All right. Ouch. So, so, so now that we have the qualifier, what is the exact? Statement again. That the exact old... statement. Okay. So I, I don't want to say that the old quarterbacks are worse. That's right. not fair. I don't right. I don't agree with that. But the statement is legit or counterfeit, the old QBs are no better than the young right. ones. So basically so basically what you're telling me is that Green Bay would be no different if they had Aaron Rodgers versus having Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Kenny Pickett, yeah. one of them. Yeah. Well, obviously, like, there are some that are worse than others. So, like, right. I would consider right. Rodgers one of the better old QBs. So, maybe right. so Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say counterfeit. And the only reason why, the only reason why is because of experience. I do think that experience okay. in the NFL accounts for something. And when you've been playing – Technically, for 18 years in the league for for Rodgers, although he's only been the starter for 15 years at this point, um, 
that's still you know the game you know the speed of the game you everything is there for you uh whereas if but you're in, if you're in your if your speed except for wide receivers that's what it is uh but <laughs> if if you if you're only in your second year i don't think that for some guys it they catch on super quick yeah. Um, you, you look at Patrick Mahomes. Whenever he got the job to be the starter, he never looked back. Like he he right. took a hold. Um, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen Josh had Allen a had a little bit a little bit of a slow start. No, um, he had a terrible first year. Right, but record. but terrible. right. No, I, I I agree. But by year two, started you started seeing that that Josh yeah. Allen that you have now. Um, I would say the same for Justin Herbert. I don't remember his his rookie year being. Overly stellar. He had a really good one, but it wasn't like spectacular. Um, Peyton Manning, you know, historically had a terrible first year. Yeah. Um, so I think that those first couple years, there is a, a learning curve. So that's the only reason why I would say counterfeit. But yeah. to back you up, the old quarterbacks look like doo doo. Uh, yeah. Rodgers had a ton of bad throws on Sunday. And I do think a lot of that. Um, is because of consistently being under pressure by the New, New England front, um, and also just not having chemistry with his receivers yet. Uh, most of his throws were were going to Cobb and Lazard, which makes sense because those are the two guys that he knows. And if you watch his throws against or to to, to guys that he doesn't have chemistry with, there was a lot of overthrows. There was a lot of overthrows, or just you know. Maybe not knowing exactly where the guy's going to be on his route. Maybe maybe the young wide receiver not running the proper route. Um, just again those chemistry things missing. Uh, and I yeah. do think I I think that by the back half of the year, a lot of those things will get fixed. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel great about Rodgers currently, and that's not necessarily Rodgers' fault. But yeah. you look at Tom Brady; he's having a bad season in in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Stafford has not been great out in L.A. Um, no. Matt Ryan has Matt struggled Ryan a lot. Has struggled a lot. Russell yeah, Wilson I, looked like he's forgotten how to play football. That I almost, I almost spur of the moment, just changed our legit or counterfeit to, um, is Pete Carroll the reason Russell Wilson is successful? Because I mean, Russell look, Wilson. Look at what Gino's like doing. A, that's what I'm. That's I what mean, I'm saying. You you said I don't know what I don't know what fountain of youth he found, and I wanted to say he found the Russell Wilson fountain of youth because he's right. not playing like Geno Smith has ever played. Like right. he didn't find the fountain of youth; he found a fountain of talent somewhere, and just <laughs> and just had his day. Like he lives, he moved there, and he lives in the fountain <laughs> of talent now, and it's overcompensating for his lack of it the rest of his career. Um, but. Yeah, I, I so that's why I almost changed our legit or counterfeit to yeah. to a more uh, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith tailored question, but yeah. I couldn't formulate it in my head quick enough. So it's 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 a solid one, I, but I I like I said counterfeit mainly because of experience. Yeah, I think that I probably would also tend to lean counterfeit. Although, I mean, my my point remains the same that like I, I would say that they're not much better than the young ones right. you know like yes. like the really the the sweet spot of the nfl is that um jalen hurts to patrick mahomes yep like those guys right there like the, patrick next, the next generation man yeah yeah that's you know i i would i would say that patrick mahomes is probably on the top end age wise of those guys yeah. um 
just like off the top of my head, maybe, maybe Dak Prescott. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would throw Dak in there. You know, but you know, like that's that's like your that's like the good talent in the NFL is in that that young gun. Yeah. But but still, like I mean, Patrick Mahomes is twenty seven, so like he's not not that young in terms of overall QB age. What, four okay. years, four years in the league, five years in the league. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just think that for me, if I'm having to choose between the two, I know what Rogers can do on, on a two minute drive when, when he needs to make some magic happen. I don't yeah. quite know what Trevor Lawrence or a Zach Wilson or Kenny Pickett can do yet. You know what I'm saying? So yep. that's that's the only that's the only separator for me. Yeah. Well, let's switch gears and move over to week five, man. Yeah, Qu- man. Quarter quarter of the way through the uh through the season, I guess kind of technically. It's weird now they have 17 games. Um yep. but Four games done, moving on to week five, and I say it's time we get picky with it. No, 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 getting picky with it. No, 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 get picky with it. No, 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 get picky with it. Bow. So uh, heading into this week, just because uh, I feel like it's a pertinent piece of information to to dole out the current records of our picks. Uh, if I did my math right, which I probably did not. Um, That's but fair. I, I can confidently say that I am still two games ahead in our, in our get picky with it. Uh, I'm at 31, 32 and one and Devin is at 29, 34 and one. Does that add up to all the games total played? Not sure. I'm terrible at math. We are not a math podcast. Bottom line out of the 60, whatever games that have been played, I've been right. Two more times than Devin. I think that does add up to 64. It'd be 64 games. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Not important. Yeah. Not important Hell information. Season doesn't count. Okay. It's a bunch of nonsense. It is important. Starting us off on Thursday night, we have the Indianapolis Colts making their way out to Denver to take on the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos, struggling Denver Broncos. Uh, currently, Denver are three-point favorites. Uh, I think that's probably fair with where these two teams sit. But who you got, man? Um, this one is this one is tough for me because, I, and I think that it does just come. Sorry, it's not tough for me. Um, because I still think fairly highly of this Broncos defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what to do with them yet. I might be out on the Broncos defense. We'll we'll see how how the rest of the season goes. But, um, I mean, the Colts' offensive line has been pretty terrible, and I can't imagine if the Broncos are able to get any kind of decent pass rush going. Um, if uh, Matt Ryan is just going to be running for his life, um, yeah. So I think I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos because of the weakness of that Colts offensive line and it's in Denver. So, yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, Full, full disclosure. I did not make my picks um, pre podcast recording. uh, So I'm making them on the fly now. Um, And 
while you were talking, I initially put Colts over Broncos uh, because I just want to believe in this Colts team still because I, I I know the talent's there and I like a lot of the players. Um, but I think I'm switching it to Denver because yeah. the Broncos, I guess, are kind of better this year. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, both of these teams, well, Denver, have been... if Denver is without Javante Williams now, so oh, that is true. A little bit of a hole. I mean, they've got Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon is kind of the B back. Um, Man, you're making me really want to switch back to the Colts. But I also vowed that I would not pick the Colts again as long as Frank Wright was the coach. I so, don't want to pick uh, either of these teams because they've both yeah. been so underwhelming, especially given the talent that both these teams have. And I, yeah. I think a lot of it goes back to to the head coach for these two teams. This might be the matchup of two of the worst head coaches in the league. Yeah, um, if you want but, to see the worst coaching matchup, let's just watch some oh, timeouts. Man. So you pick, you're, picking the, you're, away. you're picking the Broncos, is that right? I'm going Denver, yeah. I'm going Indy. Oh man, just starting it out the gate, spicy. Just so, just so I can uh, get some of those those games back on you. Hopefully, we'll see. Maybe. Moving on to nine thirty a.m., we got another London game over in the the old Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We've got the New York Giants facing off against the Green Bay. Packers. Fun fact, this is the first London game for the Green Bay Packers. They were against playing in London for a very long time, and now it's finally on the schedule for them. So, there, there you go. A little a little fun fact. Technically a, a little fun fact for that segment, eh? Technically a home game. I guess it will probably feel like a home game for the Packers, because Packers fans travel pretty well. Green Bay currently 8-point favorites over the surprisingly 3-1 and New York Giants. Who you got, man? I listen here. I think I, with the London picks from now on, I'm going to have to do them in an accent. So, uh, <laughs> going to go with, uh, and I'm, because I've been working on my Australian accent, my British accent starts to morph a little bit halfway through. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the Peckers. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm just an Australian accent now. <laughs> I've lost my ability to do an English accent. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers. Um yeah, I think that the Packers are the severely better team in literally every every single facet of the game. Mm. The wide receivers, it's just like the worst matchup of all time. Like I, I don't want to watch either of these teams' receivers at all. Well, no. Um listen. Lazard mm-hmm. Lazard is still a decently good wide receiver, and Romeo Dobbs looks like a fun potential uh uh solid find there as as the rookie wide receiver yeah. but but uh yeah i'm with you it's not a great receiving core yeah so anyway uh, I, i'm taking the packers yeah i think i'm i'm also gonna go go green bay we had a little bit of discussion about this in the discord earlier again plug in the discord if you're not in there hop in there have some fun with us um but we uh, peter decided with to bring up one of the hottest takes of the year uh, and saying the, that, that the Giants are a better team than the Tennessee Titans, which is just nonsense. Um, but nonsense. It, it somehow morphed around to this game and he wants the Giants to win. And there was mention of a potential slap bet on it. Uh, and I, I couldn't do it because I am literally at my lowest point with this Green Bay team that I've been <laughs> all season. Um, nothing about this team has been 
incredible, in my opinion. I, I think that the rushing attack between um, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones has been very, very good, uh, and, and I'm loving that. And I think the pass rush, especially Rashawn Gary uh, on the outside getting consistent pressure, has been fantastic. Um, but as a whole, the team doesn't look great uh technically the three and one i think they're still going to end up being one of the higher seeds in the nfc but they're not looking great while winning no man Um, i I think that i think that the vikings might be better but the vikings could very well be better they certainly look better in week one um but i'm picking the packers because they're playing the giants and i think the giants are an awful three and one team that should not be three and one but that's the way that it, it ended up they, so they shouldn't win any more games this year they honestly probably should not uh so packers over giants moving I think on since you haven't made your picks yet you should have to pick first okay okay i will announce i don't want you, don't want you i don't want you mooching off my picks that's fair okay we will start that with this next game which we have the now Kenny Pickett-led Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Pickett time in Pittsburgh. Uh, the hometown kid getting the start. Came in in relief of uh, Mitch Trubisky at, at halftime on Sunday. Didn't look terrible. Did have three picks. Two of those were off of, of tipped passes that he threw right to his receiver's hands. Um, but ultimately fell short as the Jets got the win over the Steelers. But now they're going into Buffalo, and Kenny Pickett is going to have a tough time against that Buffalo Bills defense. Buffalo favored by 14 points in this one. And part of me, honestly, I really want to pick the Steelers uh, because of of the Pickett storyline, but I, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I don't know why. I don't know why I'm even like rooting for a Pickett storyline here. I have no reason to. Yeah, there's no, you have no tie to Kenny Pickett. I have zero tie. I just really like the talent level of this Steelers team. And I think they're better than a lot of people. Just admire a man with tiny hands. Listen, so I like a good tiny hand man. I've just heard so much garbage about this Pittsburgh team within the media leading into the season. I'm over here yelling they're better than they're going than it looks. This is a better team than it looks. There is talent on both sides of the ball for yes. this team. Now, TJ Watt being out is a big deal for them. And the fact yes. that what was the stat that was pointed out earlier that they have not won a single game that TJ Watt's TJ been sidelined? Yeah. Since TJ Watt joined the team They've never won a game without him. Which that's that's ridiculous. That's that's yeah. crazy. Uh and I want this to be the first week. Um, because I like this team. There's a lot of good things about this team. But I'm picking the Bills. Who you got, man? Uh yeah, I'm with you. I think it's the Bills. I think that honestly, I think it's a little bit of a disservice to Kenny Pickett to start him this week. I like, mean that's that's probably fair. Like you literally could not pick a worst week, a worse week to start this kid, yeah, but, than having to go up against the best defense in football. But you couldn't go back to Mitch after benching him at halftime. I don't think. I mean, when 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 you bring in a a a, a rookie quarterback, first year rookie quarterback, to replace a guy at halftime, and and that that rookie quarterback doesn't look bad like Kenny Pickett didn't look terrible he had some unfortunate tip passes that 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 turned into picks um but he did not look terrible I don't think there's any way that you can go back to 
Mitch Trubisky after that benching. I think that you have to at least start Kenny Pickett in 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 the next game, which is just yeah. it's unfortunate timing for him that it's going to be against the Buffalo Bills defense. Yeah, I I just think that they're. I mean, I'm never going to question the coaching decisions of Mike Tomlin, who Fair. is arguably one of the greatest head coaches yes. of all time. But yes, um, but yeah, I think this is a bad week to get your start. I would hate to have to play against the Bills defense my first start. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, give me the Bills in this one. I think it's a I think it's a win for Buffalo being in Buffalo. Rookie quarterback getting his first. I think he's going to have some deer in the headlights moments. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the NFL, Kenny. Yep. Get those tiny hands ready. <laughs> Moving over to Cleveland, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers heading into Cleveland to face the Cleveland Browns coming off a loss to the Atlanta Falcons, your dirty birds. Uh, Chargers looked great against the Texans to start that game, and then something happened, uh, and they let that game get way too close uh, for a game against Houston. But Chargers, still a talented bunch. They're favored by three points. Uh, Three-point favorites on the road against Cleveland. You know what? I think I'm going to roll with Herbert and the boys uh, and, and and pick the Chargers because I just like this team more. I think they're the better team. Uh, and, and, and you and I both, we said it last week that we wanted to pick the Falcons against the Browns. We thought that, that, that they could absolutely beat them. We just weren't quite ready to do that. And I think if we were ready to pick the Falcons against the Browns, I'm absolutely picking the Chargers against the Browns. Um, yeah. So who you got, man? Um, so there's just a little bit too much banged up, in my opinion, for the Chargers. Joey Bosa is on injured reserve. Offensive tackle Rashawn Slater, injured reserve. Keenan Allen, questionable. Donald Parham Jr., questionable. If we're honest, Miles Garrett will probably be back for this game. He had it was minor injuries. That is true. Uh, I I think that I honestly, if if I had known going into the Atlanta game that Cleveland was going to be without three of their starting defensive linemen, I probably would have picked Atlanta. Um yeah. Because I, I told you the reason I was picking Cleveland was their run defense. You take away three linemen, that run defense is gone. So uh, I think that, I don't know, I just think that the Chargers are too banged up for me to pick. And, and I, I I had the Chargers winning the Super Bowl. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a Charger hater by any stretch of the imagination. But this team is just so banged up. And against a defense that's this solid um, and and – the Chargers are not nearly the team on the ground that Atlanta is, True. Um, which is how they won that game. So I don't know. I, I, I just think that I think that the Chargers are still a little too banged up for me. I'm going to go with Cleveland. I, I think that Cleveland is a really good football team. Uh, I, the offensive line is stellar. Um, the offensive game plan is great. I, yeah. I just really I really like this Cleveland team a lot from what I've seen from them other than their ability to throw their entire franchise on the back of a sexual predator. Um, I <laughs> like everything else about this Cleveland Browns team um, and their uniforms. Don't don't love their uniforms. Um, so I'm actually going to take the Browns. Well, hey, man, if you want to give me a, a nice a nice win, I will take it. I will take it. I'm afraid that's definitely not going to happen. With I don't one. I don't hate the pick, though. Like I I'm. I do somewhat agree with you, and I forgot about Miles Garrett. You no, know, 
probably be in back in this game. Um, but I just think the Chargers are, are, are the better team, albeit they are definitely more banged up for sure. Yeah, that's the only reason I have the Browns in this game. Well, let's go out to Minnesota where we have another divisional matchup for those Minnesota Vikings. We have the Chicago Bears coming into town to face the Minnesota Vikings. Chicago coming off a loss to the New York Giants because they're terrible. Uh, Vikings sit at 3-1, and one, coming off their win in London against the Saints. Currently, Minnesota are seven-point favorites. I think that is absolutely fair because this is a terrible Bears team that, very similar to the Giants, might not win another game this season. Um, and I'm rolling with Minnesota because I hate the Bears. So go, here's a go question. Vikings. Who you got? Here's man? a here's a question for you. Well, the Vikings, but we got to talk about this game to some extent. So, uh, just to lengthen out this part of the segment. If you're the Bears, how funny is it going to be when the Bears get a top three pick in the draft? Right, young. And they take Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. There's, I just don't. Like, I how just many don't, times I don't think you do that. Like, Ohio State QB. And and honestly, if you're the if you're the Bears, do you give up on Fields already? Is this a Josh Rosen situation where I mean, you're like? If it's enough. if it's me, yes, um, but I also wouldn't have made that draft pick in the first place. Um, so, Same. so I do think I do think that because the NFL is largely run by men, uh, and men have a lot of pride, that front offices hate admitting when they were wrong. I think you see a very clear sign of that uh, with the. Jordan Love fiasco in Green Bay, where yeah. for whatever reason they've continued to try and push Jordan Love as the future of that franchise. Um, and I think they're wrong. I think they made a mistake and they just don't want to own up to it and, and admit that they made a mistake. Uh, and I think that the Justin Fields pick is very similar. Um, but if it was me, if if you truly believe that Justin Fields is your guy, go draft either an offensive line for him or go draft some help on the defensive side. Will uh, Anderson. That's who uh, I hope that the Falcons draft. Isn't because Alabama. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, you, you're not incredibly depleted at wide receiver. There are, there is like Darnell Mooney. It, Darnell Mooney looks like a, like, looks like he could be a solid wide receiver. I forget you guys like him. <laughs> I just, uh, you've also got Cole Komet, who hasn't looked like a bum at tight end. Um, so, oh, that's true. So get you guys some protection or go get some, some defensive help to where he's not, you know, to where the defense can slow down the offense that he's facing. It's, <laughs> too it's, many, it's, too it's, many defensive pieces, though. This team is awful. I agree. I agree. But, like, you've got to use – you can't use that first pick – on another quarterback, or even, in my opinion, on a, an offensive skill position, if you truly believe that that, that Fields is your guy, yeah, um, I, I just think you, you I, I think you're doing yourself a disservice if if you do that. Uh, you, you you could you could end up looking like the Detroit Lions, to where you have an incredible offense and a terrible defense, uh, yeah, because neither side of the ball is is great in Chicago, yeah. But yeah, uh, Vikings are going to win this game, and I'm there's very little doubt. Like, it's it's yeah. just bad. Yeah. 
Well, let's move over to a surprisingly mm, sneaky, spicy matchup. I don't want to say full spice, um, <laughs> but you know the, the 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 sixth the sixth Spice Girl, full spice. Um, yes. <laughs> we have we have the Detroit Lions heading into New England to face the New England Patriots. I currently don't know who's going to be starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Uh, Brian Hoyer left that game on Sunday, I think in the first quarter, maybe the second quarter, um, and was, was replaced by Bailey Zappi, or however you pronounce his, his name. Um, he's, he's a third-string quarterback in the NFL, so who, who knows? And I don't know if this Lions defense that just gave up 48 points to Geno Smith is going to allow whoever New England starts to do the same thing. Uh, that's what worries me. But I do think this Lions offense is going to put up some points because the Patriots defense is not stellar. Uh, currently, though, New England are three-point favorites. I genuinely don't know who I want to go with in this game. My heart wants to go with Lions, and my head wants to say New England. Well, you got to make a pick, man. I'm not letting you in. On, on my pick before you you get yours. I'm going Detroit. I'm going Lions. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stick with them until it's the death of me. Apparently, but who you I'm, got? I'm man? with you. I, I'm with you. I think it's the Lions. I think that, um, you know, you mentioned the the Geno Smith led Seahawks, and and we we talked about it a little bit earlier. Maybe there's something cooking with maybe was his face Pete Carroll is is a Right, good offensive-minded coach that can get better quarterback play than what he's given. Yeah. Um. So, I I just think that, yeah, I I think that the Patriots are not as good offensively, especially without Mac Jones. Um. Right. And so, I I think yeah, give me give me the Lions in this one, even though they could barely stop me on the other side of the offensive line. <laughs> hey, hey, Patriots, if you're looking for, like, you know, an emergency six-string quarterback. I'll do it for free. Yeah, yeah. Put put me in the game, coach. Let's go, Belichick. Give me give me a lesson in, in Belichick football. I'll, I'll listen, sign up for that. Listen, Bill Belichick, nobody has any film on me playing quarterback. <laughs> Not a single person has ever seen me play quarterback before. You know, I, mean, I really we're going to be running a lot of five and ten yard dink and dunks out there. But hey, oh, that's that's kind of Patriots football, anyways. I, if there was a team I wanted to start against, it would be the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson would love that. Like, please put this five ten. 240 pound guy in and let me light him up. Oh man. Well, speaking of Geno Smith and those Seahawks, they're traveling down to Narlands to face the New Orleans Saints coming off a loss over in London where they had Andy Dalton playing quarterback. Do we have an update on who's playing quarterback? Jameis still out. Uh, let me see. Let me see what we got on the old trusty ESPN injury report. Uh, Jameis Winston is still questionable for the stinky saints. Um, and let me see if we've gotten any kind of like specific update on him. As of today, we have absolutely nothing. 
This this so. stinky stinky Saints team that legitimately, outside of a magical fourth quarter by Jameis Winston, could be sitting at zero and four. And you remember when I said, "Hey, I don't think they can win most of these games," and y'all were I mean, like, "That team." You also you also chose them to go zero and seventeen. Did you not? Yeah. But like this team, is, this team is closer to zero and seventeen than the playoffs. I can tell you that. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. They're sitting at so, one and three currently, and and they look not good. Um, but no. somehow they're favored by five and a half points in this five game. Five and a half, and that's not the most disrespectful line that we will see. Today. Five and a half points. I will uh, promise you that against a team that just scored forty eight points. Um, yeah. So I I I, I don't. Fully understand that, um, man. This is another game I don't know who to pick. Well, I'm. D- I'll give you my pick on this one because I think that you probably could guess it anyway. Uh, I have a moral obligation to, um, if if there's any if there's any way that my bias can be somewhat accurate to still go with it, uh, and so. I'm going to pick against the New Orleans Saints. I don't think that this team is good at anything. They don't have a great defense. They, uh, uh, Contrary to what everybody on, on the media will tell you, the New Orleans Saints do not have a good defense. Their defense is not that good. Yeah. And so they don't, you, you, offensively, just abysmal, which is what I said would happen when Sean Payton retired. Probably a bigger deal than when Drew Brees retired. Yeah. So, I don't think there's any redeeming quality to the Saints team, and nothing brings me more joy to say that and feel validated every time I do. It's just really tough for me to pick the Seattle team, because I don't... I don't think Seattle is that good. I mean, what, what they've been able to do on offense has been very surprising, but the defense is still such a liability for them. Uh, and I just... Man, Geno Smith has looked really good, but I, I I know what Geno Smith is historically, so I I'm still I think I think I've got to pick the Seahawks this week because I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna tell you something that is gonna hold on to your socks for a second. Well, I'm not wearing any, so well problem solved. Go grab, go grab a pair. Um, <laughs> top five this year in QBR. Yeah. Which I I have grown to respect QBR maybe a little bit yeah. more than quarterback rating. Yeah, yeah. Pa- Patrick Mahomes number one, Tua Tungavailoa number two, Josh Allen number three. Weirdly, Cooper Rush number four, number yeah. five, Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith fifth best QBR. And if you're a uh, if you're an old head and you like the old just quarterback rating, he's third in overall quarterback rating this year. So it's it's a little bit hard for me to bet against Geno Smith. I mean, he's I mean, having sense, a yeah. good year. Uh, I mean, have they played anybody superstellar? No. But regardless, like, he's not a bum. He hasn't been a bum to this point this season. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, I, which is more than Andy Dalton can say about his entire career. Yeah, and, and I mean it is. It to me, it's just surprising. Like, where does this come from? But four games is a pretty large sample size, I would say. And in, in one the of NFL, those so. was against the Forty ers and one was against the Broncos. 
They started yeah. off the season against the Broncos, who I still think have a good defense. The Broncos yeah. held that 49ers team to 10 points last week. So, yeah. uh, wow. Against San Francisco, yeah. Geno Smith went 24 for 30. What? Yeah. 24 for 30, 197 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, he's um, just he's playing efficient football. He is, man. Wow. I, I don't understand it, but yeah. I'm, you know what I'm, I'm, Oh, let's let's. If he's still doing this after week nine, and we're officially halfway through the season, I'll hop on that bandwagon with you. But I'm not there yet. Yeah, I I think I think that it's absolutely ludicrous that New Orleans is favored by five and a half points. I agree. I agree. Take me take me up to Tennessee and let's make some money on this game. Yeah. Moving on, we've got a divisional matchup between the Miami Dolphins heading up to New York to take on the New York Jets. Uh, The Dolphins losing on Thursday night to the Cincinnati Bengals after star quarterback Tua Tungvaloa went out with injury. He has been ruled out of this game. So we will get another dose of Teddy Bridgewater facing off against Zach Wilson who was back and came back and got that nice win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is an interesting one, man, because I don't love this Dolphins team with Teddy Bridgewater. I, I'm not a, a Bridgewater believer. Um, I think I think you, you know are. I, I think you are more so than me. Um, but I me also, also don't – listen, watch watch his mom around Zach Wilson. Um <laughs> I, <laughs> I also don't love this New York Jets team. Um, Nothing I think, about them. I think there's – it's weird. Like, I think there is talent there. I just don't think it is a cohesive unit yet. Like, I don't think it's all working. Um, Miami three-point favorites, I think that's fine because uh, there's so many question marks here. I think I'm still going to go Miami because I think they're the more talented team for sure. But, ah, man, it is tough. And – Listen, Mike McDaniel, I think you might be right, coach of the year. The dude, yeah. the dude, I saw a video earlier. I don't remember who it was, um, but it was some wide receiver that he was talking about uh, Mike McDaniel when he was coaching them, when he was teaching them um, oh, re- releases. Oh, that's the one I sent you. Is that Andrew the one Hall- It was me? Andrew Hawkins uh, who played for Cleveland when Mike McDaniels was the receiver coach. In yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Talk, that talk, video is ridiculous. Talk, talking about how he didn't show them film of wide receivers. He showed them film of Allen Iverson doing yeah. crossovers because yeah. that's how you get a guy to truly commit to to uh, to, to to the fake out. And yeah, as you get your whole body weight like, going one way, brilliant, brilliant yeah. to, to even think about that. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to go Miami. Miami, the better better head coach, more talented team, should get the win. But who yeah. knows? Yeah, I'm with you. I've got I've got Miami in this one. It, it was this one. It was a little hard for me to pick because it's in New Jersey, which is where New York plays. Um, right. And, and I just feel like we need to specify that every time, just <laughs> just so you guys remember, the New York Jets play in New Jersey, right. even though New Jersey Jets is a way better name. Um. So, yeah, I, it's hard to see the Jets are another team that it's it's really hard to see many redeemable qualities at this point. Now I'm with right. you that I think that there might be some nice pieces moving forward. Right. Um, a lot of youth on that team. I don't think Zach Wilson is one of those pieces though. So I agree. 
I think he is bad. And hearing, you know, hearing these analysts just swoon over him is hilarious. That it's like, you know, he was terrible, right? Like, right. he was not good Sunday. And they're like, oh, man, but he throws such a pretty ball. And I'm like, to the other team? Like, what are you talking about? I almost put him under review, but he won. So it was hard to, like, justify putting him under review. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, I think that I think that the Dolphins are still the better team. Even I think the fall off from Tua to Teddy Bridgewater because of the system isn't as much as true could be. True. Um, and again, I'm not saying that Teddy Bridgewater is the same caliber of what we were seeing from Tua, but we'll be able to see this week how much of that is Mike McDaniel's genius um, and the the talent of those wide receivers down there in Miami. Um, so it should True. be a should be an interesting it's an intriguing game. It's not a game I yes. want to watch at all. Right. Uh, but it's intriguing to right. know what happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A good uh, agreement streak here. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to have to get broken before too long. Um, I'm almost positive it will. So let's head on down to Tampa. Where we have. Maybe the most disrespectful line of the weekend. Uh, Easily think... the most disrespectful line of the weekend. We have the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Brady Bay Buccaneers. Currently, Vegas has declared Tampa Bay eight and a half point favorites. Eight and a half point favorites uh, coming off a... Pretty dominant loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they did score a decent amount of points in the second half after you know Kansas City had, had racked up a nice a nice total. Falcons coming off a good win over Cleveland, beating a a probably superior team, I think so, talent wise. The Cle- yep. Cleveland Browns are definitely better. Um, but Falcons took care of business, did what they had to do. The big question mark I do have for this team moving forward is the loss of Cordell Patterson. I think yeah. I heard that he's supposed to be out for the, for a month. Is that right? Uh, yeah, he's so they put him on IR, so he is not eligible so he's at least, to return for at least four weeks. Four weeks, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that can be a, a, a little bit of a loss. However, the backups did their job on Sunday. Um, Tyler Algier looks looks like a solid running back for them. Yeah. Uh, and this Tampa Bay team. They're old, man. They're old. That's Very what it is. Old. Now, again, I think I said the same thing last week. The defense has some good pieces, and I think this defense is still a talented defense. But this is not. This is not the 2020 Super Bowl winning uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at all. It's a. It's a. It's not a far cry from that team. Um, the the run game has been pretty non-existent. In fact, on Sunday night, it was completely non-existent. I think they yes. had. They had like less than ten yards rushing, I want to say, total, yeah. which is unbelievable. Um, I'm really just kind of trying to stall to to figure out what decision I want to make on this, because again, like my heart wants to say Atlanta, but my head is telling me it's the Buccaneers. They're the better team. They should win. Well, here I think, I'll, I'll, I think I'll, I'm I'll going Atlanta, to... man. I think I'm going what? Atlanta. What? 
I, so what's interesting is when I originally made my picks, I went through and made my picks, most of my picks uh, yesterday, I think. Maybe it was earlier today. Um, but I originally put the Buccaneers because of the defense, yeah. um, because of missing Cordell Patterson, because um, of playing in Tampa was a big factor for me. Uh, and, and that's still like, if we lose that game, this game, that's probably what I'm going to say is that sure. we were playing yeah, in yeah. Tampa. Um, I think that if this game is in Atlanta, we beat them. Um, but here's my thing. The Buccaneers gave up so many yards on the ground. Yep. So many. And what Atlanta has done, I am in I'm in love with Arthur Smith. I like unbelievable head coach. What he's been able to do with this team in such a short amount of time. Right. To turn it from a Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, um, you know, like that that's really where it is, kind of throw the ball out in the flats to this team's gonna pound the ball down your throat. Yeah. Like it is absolutely that's all they want to do. They want to run the ball, they want to punch you in the mouth. That's all they're gonna do, all stinking game. And if you gave up that many yards to the Chiefs, you've got some bad news coming this Sunday because yeah. Atlanta They've told you. And what, what I think is so cool about Atlanta is that they have such incredible deep ball threats that you almost can't just stack the box and dare them to throw. Because right. if you leave if you leave Drake London or Kyle Pitts in one on one situations, yeah. you're probably giving up a chunk play if Marcus Mariota can throw it that far. Right. Like, <laughs> but I think that Tampa Bay did have a really good run defense going into this week from stats. But if anybody who gives up that many running yards to the Chiefs, I just don't I don't buy it. So um and on top of that, Tom Brady is going through going through it off the field. <laughs> uh he and Giselle hired divorce attorneys this week, uh is is what the reports are. So you know, there is the question is, is that going to make Tom Brady play better? Uh, because he's, it's finally all out in the open and it feels like finally I can move on with my life. Or is he going to be so distracted? And he, I mean, he's already looked just mad that he's even playing football this year. So I'll be interested to see what that means for this Sunday. But I yeah. too have taken the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I just think that uh, you know, living here in 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 Georgia and and here in the sports the local sports radio, you know, me and you both were very positive about this team going into the season, very optimistic yeah. about a a sneaky good season, uh, but but potentially, um, outside shot at at maybe even you know making a run at the division or 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 at least a wild card, um, and. To hear the difference in the way that the media, the local media, is covering this team from two weeks ago when they were zero and two to now yep. them being two and two is ridiculous. Like yeah. I, I can't believe how you know much of a turnaround it is uh, with with these guys. This is a team that, that is outside of a, of a magical fourth quarter by Jameis Winston and a terrible game-ending interception from Marcus Mariota. This is a team that could be 4-0 right now. 4-0 yeah. against the Saints, Rams, Seahawks, and Browns. 
three of those four teams are terrible teams. And and were teams that people were like, this is a postseason team. Yes, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I think they can definitely go into Tampa and, 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 and take care of business. Again, this game will be closer than eight and a half. Promise you that. Every single game they've played has been close. Yep. Every single one. No game has been has been has been decided by more than four points. Not a single and I, one. And I think that they're hungry and yes. feel real disrespected. Yep. And so and I think that Tom Brady's just it finally uh, you know, I guess him getting old enough times and finally I'm gonna be right. But I think he's just finally <laughs> old. Finally, finally, finally. Hey, fingers crossed, man. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> hopefully hopefully this is the year where he finally just Says I'm done. I'm out of yes. here. Yeah. Let's... Maybe next week. Maybe this week. That'd be great. If he's like, I'm not gonna be able to be there, guys. <laughs> Let's move out to Maryland, where we have the Tennessee Titans heading to face the Washington Commanders. Um, this this Commanders team again drastic turnaround from from the first two weeks uh they're sitting they're sitting at one and three i saw somebody um say something about there it being time for a quarterback change in washington uh i agree i'm on the heine bandwagon i've said it all last season i said it going into this season give heineke the the keys to that team and watch what he can do uh i think that if they did that this week I might pick Washington over Tennessee because I'm not super high on Tennessee, but Tennessee has surprised me. They have looked decent. They're going into this game on the road as two and a half point favorites. I think that maybe that line should be a little higher in Tennessee's favor uh, because Washington has not looked good, but quarterback change. I'm here for that. Give me the Heidi man. Again, I will be, all on that 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 Heine train one more time. Uh, I'm going with Tennessee. Who you got, man? Yeah, I'm with you. I got Tennessee on this one. I think that the I think the Titans team is starting to kind of turn it around. Um, I, I think that Derrick Henry just needed some time to get back into it. You know, like he missed so much of last season with injury. Came back in the postseason and didn't look like himself. I think that he was just a little rusty and he needed some time to get going. Um, Defense started off slow in this year, and I think that the Washington Commanders belong down there with the Bears, Giants, and Seahawks in terms Ooh. of. Yeah, that might be okay. You're you're right. I like Terry McLaurin a lot, but that defense I like the is whole awesome. offense a lot. Honestly, like I, yeah, I just think they have a a a bad quarterback. Um, yeah. but that that give me that receiving core any day of the week in Green Bay. Terry McLaurin, yeah. Jahan Dotson. Curtis yeah. Samuel, like, give me those guys. I will take them. That's fair. If, if you're not going to use them properly, Washington, I think it's time to let Scary Terry go elsewhere. Yes. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving down to Jacksonville, we got a divisional matchup between the Houston Texans, who made it an interesting game with the Chargers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who... Made it an interesting game with the Philadelphia Eagles. The 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles. The Jags put up a fight. They had a shot there. uh, Ultimately fell short. But currently, Jacksonville, 7.5, or 7.5, just 7-point favorites against the Texans. I think that's, that's probably perfectly fair. This Texans team is a disaster. Uh, And Jacksonville looks like they're on the rise, man. I, I really regret 
picking the Lions over Jacksonville last week in that crazy legit or counterfeit you gave me, um, especially after the results of, of this past weekend. Yeah. Um, but Jacksonville, man, they're looking sneaky good, and I think they're going to make a run at that division. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm yeah. picking Jacksonville in this game. I think they're, they're the better team. Who you got, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm really, I'm really excited to see this Jags team kind of ascend. Uh, it, it looks like Doug Peterson has been a really good coaching hire for them and, and been able to do a lot of work to turn this team around. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going the Jags in this one, and I can't wait to see, uh, to see how high they can fly. That's what I want to know: is how high can these Jaguars fly? Yeah, I'm here for it, and and I've got to say, uh, because. Uh, I'm a proponent of going to sports games. Tickets for this yeah. game are $24. If you're Ooh. in Jacksonville, go watch. I, I understand it's against the Texans, but like, go cheer for this team. You finally have a team that you can actually root for that looks like worth rooting for. Go cheer them on. Go fill that stadium up. Game. What are you doing? Yeah. I think that I think that that's one of the worst fields in sports, though, right? Isn't it? That Jacksonville uh, Stadium is I don't pretty know. awful. Oh, it doesn't look bad. It's real, like it's relatively new because this team's only been around for like twenty years, maybe. But I mean, weather it's supposed to be seventy six degrees. Yeah, listen, in, that's in, in Florida. In Florida, that's a beautiful day right there. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Anyways. Let's go up go up the road to Charlotte where we have the San Francisco 49ers coming off a nice big win on Monday Night Football heading into town to face the Carolina Panthers. The hapless continue to disappoint Carolina Panthers. The Matt Rule should have been fired at the end of last year. Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Niners are six and a half point favorites. I could argue that, that should be higher. Um, yeah, this is, this is disappointing. It's not, there's nothing redeeming right now about this Carolina Panthers squad. And I hate no. feeling that way because I like Baker Mayfield. I like Christian McCaffrey. I like a lot of the pieces they have there. Yeah. Um, but it has not worked out thus far. And I do blame a lot of that on Matt rule. I think Matt rule is mm-hmm. definitely a candidate to get canned at some point in season this year. Um, I don't think yeah. that I, if, if they're going to fire him, I will be surprised if they wait until black Monday to do so because yeah. he should have been gone at the end of last season. Uh, Especially in a division this bad. Like, yep. Yep. Tennessee South is terrible. Yep. So you're sitting, you, should, you should be threatening. You're sitting at one and three, and you're only a game out in that division currently because of <laughs> how underwhelming the rest of the division is. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm going with the Niners in this game. I don't think the Panthers are are great, and they should be better. Uh, but who you got, man? Yeah, I'm same. 49ers. There's no reason to pick Carolina in this game ever. I think that there's nothing that they do better. So give me yeah. the 49ers in this one. Well, let's head out to LA where we have the Dallas Cowboys going on the road. Cooper Rush has gone three and zero as the starter for this Dallas team. Uh, but he's going to have a little bit of a, of a different time this week against the Los Angeles Rams and their defense. Granted, the Rams are an aging team. They're not quite as good as they were a year ago, uh, but that defense is still stacked. Aaron Donald is going to have 
a fun time, I think, playing against Cooper Rush. But that Dallas defense is legit and could could definitely do the same thing that San Francisco did on Monday night against LA. Uh, I could see Dallas doing very similar things. Um, currently, the Rams are four and a half point favorites. I think that's probably based on it still being Cooper Rush leading that offense, which is fair. Um, I don't think Cooper Rush is a great quarterback. I don't even think he's a necessarily a good quarterback. But he's done his job through through three weeks as a starter. Um, I think Jerry Jones is pushing for for Dak to hopefully be back this week, but I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, I think he's still a, a week or so away. Anyways, I'm picking. I don't know who I'm picking yet. All right, I'll tell you who to pick. I'm going to tell you who to pick because there's okay. you keep touting this Rams defense. Let me tell you where the oh, Rams. No, no, no. Listen, I'm just saying that they, they still have talent. Like this is still it's like Let me let me just Okay. Just for reference. Just okay. just hear me out. Yards per game. Total yards per game. They are allowing more yards per game than the New York Giants. They're sitting below they're in bottom half of the league in yards per game in points per game they sit right under the houston texans and points per game allowed um above the browns the chiefs the saints patriots raiders this and and again that's their bottom half of the league this defense is not good this offensive line is awful I literally just wrote I mean, I next to this game, R.I.P. Matt Stafford. Like, I, like you talk about a defensive lineman. You, I, I don't think that Aaron Donald is nearly as ex- excited as Michael Parsons is. Michael Parsons might break the sack record for a season this week. Like, <laughs> he's, this, <laughs> this Rams offensive line is banged up. Matt Stafford looks lost out there. Yeah. Like, he just looks up and he's like, is there a white guy I can throw it to? <laughs> Let me try. Um, and and with with Dallas, Trayvon Diggs might have three picks this game. Um, because if you can follow Cooper Cup, you just you just stick with Cooper Cup and he, the ball's gonna come to you. You stick yeah, around that's him, fair. That's you're true. gonna have opportunities. Um so I I don't see any way the Rams get out of here with a win. I think that even though I I'm not a huge Cooper Cooper Rush proponent. What the Cowboys have done is changed their entire game plan to be run dominant and throw when we have to. And with that running back tandem, that's what you should do. I mean, and then you've got CeeDee Lamb, who is a one of the better tight end, one of the better wide receivers in the right. league. Michael Gallup is solid. I just think that I think that Dallas is the better team top to bottom, but especially on defense. Oh. I would not want to be Matt Stafford on Sunday. I just don't like. I don't know. I know that Cooper Rush has done his job. He's gotten the three wins as the starter, but those three teams. He faced the Cincinnati Bengals, who were struggling right. at the time. Uh, he faced the New York Giants, who we both think are are bad, and he right. faced the Washington Commanders, who are also who terrible. are also terrible. Like those those are those are not three quality wins. They're they're 
they're just three wins. Like like you like you happen to get lucky with Dak Prescott being injured when he was injured, uh, and and getting the benefit of an easy schedule for Cooper Rush. Um, I just struggle to think that he's going to be able to lead this team to a win over what should be a much better team than than than, than they've played like. I agree with you that the, the LA has not been good. Now I definitely agree with you on on the, with their offensive line concerns. Um, I think that defensively, the Rams have have faced some better offenses. Um, they started off the season against the Buffalo Bills, got blown out because the Buffalo Bills are a incredible offense. They faced a Niners offense that was led by Jimmy G. We know what that what that team is capable of um, with with the playmakers that they have. The Cardinals and Falcons, okay, sure, I, those are not necessarily stellar offenses, but I just think that Atlanta's a top ten offense. What's up? Atlanta's a top ten offense. Okay, but like statistically, but yeah, I'm just saying that like when you face good offenses, that's going to make your defensive numbers look worse than they necessarily might be. So I don't yeah. think that this defense is as bad as the statistics are showing i don't agree i don't think they're, they're 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 great or even close to what they were last year but i just think that when you have the talent level of guys like Jalen ramsey and aaron donald like this is a team that is still a good defense it's just they've had to face good offenses um and i don't think the cowboys led by cooper rush have a good offense i i'm with you though i kind of i do want to pick the cowboys in this game I, I do want to lean that way, but I think for the sake of us having some different picks, I'm going to go Rams. <laughs> I'll go Rams. Right. I'll take right. it. I, uh, I, th- I also think this is one of the most disrespectful lines of the week. I think this is a, like, on par with that Falcons. Well, I mean, again, uh, again, I think it's, I think it's because it's Cooper Rush. If it was Dak Prescott back there, I think that's a different line. But like I think that them by four and a half. Yeah, and but they're... but L A is also the home team, which means they give them three points. Which means they think on a neutral site, this Rams team is one and a half points better than Dallas. And no world is that true. I don't know. I think In I no think world. that's true. I just again, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that offense. That's 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 my question mark. But you do know about the Rams offense. No, I don't know about that either. I don't know about that either. But I, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like. There's no. There's it's no. Okay. I'll there's take, no I'll clear take the cut. Easy, I'll take the easy points against you. There's so. no clear cut pick in this game, in my opinion. Please pick the Rams. I am picking the Rams. I'm sticking with it. I know. Let's I know go out to Good. Arizona. Go into the desert. We got a bird fight in Arizona. We got bird fight. the Philadelphia Eagles. Flying high at 4-0 and making their way down to face the Arizona Cardinals. Currently, on the road, on the road, Philly are five-point favorites. I think that is absolutely fair. Philadelphia is the better team. Uh, I I still lean towards saying the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football, but this Eagles team is really making a fight in a case. Uh, this Philly team looks really good. And I think I'm going to pick Philly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going Philly. Who you got, man? Yeah, I'm going Philly too. I, I do think that this is the best team in football. I, Especially after the the 
was it Jordan Boy or Micah Hyde injury? Micah Hyde. Yes. I get them confused because they're yes. basically the same player. Um, yeah, I after that injury, I I would put this Philly team uh just a, just a smidge, smidge higher than the Bills. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Eagles in this one. I don't I don't see the Cardinals being able to stop Philly in this one. Yeah, I just think there's still so many question marks about this Cardinals team. Um, and, and and while there might be talent there, I don't think it's all it's all uh clicking for them currently. Um, yeah. So we'll see moving forward. But moving on to the Sunday night game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals head into Baltimore to face Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson having an MVP caliber season, uh, betting on himself, and it's paying off. However, mm-hmm. however, he made the costly mistake of throwing a pick on fourth and goal on Sunday, which ultimately uh, cost him that game i i said it to you on sunday i don't understand why harbaugh didn't just kick the field goal there on fourth and goal you're you're from the the the, the two and a half yard line it's not like you can just pick up the ball lean forward you're in it's two and a half yards i understand you have lamar jackson it's a tie game with i think like a couple minutes left i want to say it was like around two minutes um tie ball game 2020 Kick the field goal. Take the points. Yeah. And and if you if you have faith in your defense, let them go out there and and you know do their job. Um I understand that if you don't get the, the touchdown, then you get then you've the Bills have to drive, you know, 99 yards or whatever to 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 get a touchdown. But like But they only have to drive the whatever true, 60 to, yards to, 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 to kick a field goal. And literally the worst possible outcome did happen when Lamar threw the interception. Um, it's a touchback, goes to the 20-yard line. It's the worst possible thing that, that, that could have happened in that moment. Um, but yeah. why even risk that happening? Kick the points. I hated that decision. I thought about putting Harbaugh under review for that specifically. Um, but anyways, Bengals coming into town. The Ravens, three-point favorites. Hopefully they can uh, bounce back from that mistake put on a show against the Cincinnati team. But I think this could be a sneaky, fun game uh, for Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Baltimore. Who you got, man? I got Baltimore. Yeah, I think that... Honestly, I think that line is a little disrespectful, too. The way the Bengals have played, they're not even on home, even on a neutral site with this Ravens team. This Ravens team, to me, I'm starting to believe... They look really good. The fact that they were tied with the Bills, yeah, that late yeah. in the game, and like they were hanging with them. I think this Ravens team is is potentially special. Yeah. So yeah, give me give me the Ravens in this one. Yeah, again, again, the big question mark with with uh, Baltimore continues to be their defense. They had another defensive meltdown, um, and 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 the second half specifically the fourth quarter against this Bills yeah. team they were up 20 to 3 on Buffalo and they allowed Buffalo to score 20 unanswered points um to win that game 23 to 20 they did the exact same thing against Miami a couple weeks prior in that fourth True. quarter uh and, and that continues to be my problem with Baltimore is that i think that as long as that defense keeps playing like that where down the stretch they they allow teams that they're blowing out to get back into the game, I think that's going to be their downfall this season. I do think that Harbaugh is a good enough coach to figure out a way to not let that continue to happen. Uh, yeah. Moving forward, for sure. Yeah. 
But yeah, I've got them winning Sunday. So let's go over to Monday Night Football where we have another divisional matchup. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders coming off the first win of the season over the Broncos. Told you they'd get that win. Uh, heading into Kansas City to face the Kansas City Chiefs who look, I mean, every bit how we expect Kansas City to look um, yeah. over the last couple of years. Currently, the Chiefs are seven-point favorites, which is quite high, but probably spot-on, honestly. Uh, I'm going Chiefs in this game, but I still, like, part of me still wants to hope and pray that this Raiders team figures their their crap out because I think they I think they are a good team. I just think they have a bad coach and a couple of holes on the defense, Um, but. The Chiefs are clearly the better team. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's yeah, he's having an MVP type season this year too. Uh, yeah. So yeah, give me the Chiefs over the Raiders. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this Chiefs team is, you know, playoff bound and and Super Bowl threats. So yeah, uh, I see no no reason that this game should ever be in doubt. Yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I think that they absolutely come in and demolish these Vega Raiders. Um, so yeah, give me the chiefs in this one. Yeah. It's, it's looking like we're going to get, uh, I mean, hopefully we get another classic bills chiefs, uh, postseason thriller. Cause that's what it's looking like with, with the, with the way those two teams are playing. Um, yeah. hopefully I think we can all outside of Peter root for Buffalo to get over that Kansas city hump. But yes, until it happens, AFC is still Kansas City's to lose. Uh, but, yeah, both those teams playing fantastic. Kansas City over the Raiders. Easy choice. Easy choice. Yep. Well, there's everything that's going to happen in week five. We told you what's going to happen. You ain't even got to watch the games. Just Don't watch the games. Just listen to us, and you'll know how all the games turn out, except for the ones that we disagree on, in which yep. case I'm the right one, Blake's not, and, and just go with that. It's not uh, the case here in 2022. <laughs> but as always we appreciate you listening to us if you're watching on youtube thank you for hanging out uh, if you're not watching us on youtube go follow us on youtube head over to our yeah. channel um booth review pod on youtube uh click that subscribe button so you're notified every single time we go live uh we do this every tuesday night at 8 p.m or around 8 p.m roughly but if you're not watching us on youtube you listen to us in your car on spotify apple whatever hey thanks we appreciate you uh, come hop into the Discord. Uh, follow us on social media somewhere if you would like. And as always, I think that's that. That's that.